0: Despacito, quiero respirar tu cuello.
1: Despacito, deja que te diga cosas halagüito para que no pierdas si no estás conmigo. Despacito, despacito. What is this song exactly, Scuzzy? They play this during the warmups at BMO Field for Toronto FC, and I always start doing like shaking my hips.
0: Exactly, they got you. You like, hook. I'm Shakira. Who is this? What is this? It's a Spanish song with Justin Bieber in it. What oh, else do you need that's to know? the Beebs. Yeah. The Beebs. Yeah. Despacito. It's the song of the summer. You just heard this now? No, I've been hearing the song, but I had no idea who it was. You never heard it on the radio station? That was. I just thought it was like Buddy by <laughs> I thought it was Justin Bieber.
1: Pitbull with Beebs. <laughs> oh, God. Basically. Is that it? Close. I guess there's a significant Latin community in Stratford, Ontario. Okay, glad that we cleared that up. What's up, Toronto? Have you missed me? I missed you, Gareth Wheeler. And, and that's not even sarcastic. I legitimately missed being in the seat. Last three weekdays, uh, just receiving cancer treatment, I had scans yesterday. Fingers crossed, hoping everything is well. And hope that everything's well with you. Hot, sunny, 30 degrees today. And I think we're going to come out on fire today. When you have days off, Things sit there, they fester. Little things that people say or write in this industry, they end up bothering you. And they just pick, pick, pick away at you. So I have plenty to get into over the next couple hours of the program. James Duffy thought he was on summer vacation. Isn't that what happens with the hockey guys? They go away, hockey news dies, hockey news is dead for the summer. Why would you want your sports league in the news 12 months a year? That's just silly. James Duffy off vacation, going to join me at 1130 this morning. And we're going to talk some Blue Jays as well. My buddy Rob Longley, Post Media, Blue Jays last night. Ugh, how they giveth, how it gets taketh. Taketh away? Taken away? What do you want to go with, Keith Bauer? Taketh? Taken away? Taketh take works. Taketh? Taketh away. Giveth and taketh. And Gareth. Gi- giveth, oh, that was just horrible. Uh, the Blue Jays, <laughs> they're up 6-0 last night. The Chicago White Sox lose their best two players. Well, no, maybe not their best two, but two starters due to injury. Garcia Moncada out, collision in the outfield. And somehow, way, they give up six runs after coming from behind by what? Six runs on Sunday. It wasn't as dramatic as a Steve Pierce grand slam. But these two teams showing and giving good reason why they are two of the worst teams in the American League. Because they're not good. Just simply awful. And the good news for you Blue Jays fans, that ticket prices are going to go up next season yet again. It's like the rite of passage when it comes to this team and its fan base. Hey, hey, come out and watch. Thanks for supporting us. Greatest fans in Major League Baseball, a country united, and your ticket prices are going up. We'll get into that in a moment's time. Hey, Scrizzy, Scrizzy who's behind the glass today, saw him down at the TFC game uh, on Sunday. Scott McArthur... And Uncle Shawnee were there as well. Do you guys have a good time?
0: Shawnee didn't make it out. Shawnee bailed? He bailed.
1: He called in sick? Like What was his
0: excuse? He hurt his foot. Landscaping.
1: How do you do that landscaping? Did he drop a rock on it?
0: And who is Uncle Shawnee kidding? He doesn't do
1: landscaping. Come on. That's what I was told. A lot of holes in this story.
0: Yeah, I don't believe it, but
1: that's what I was told. So, watching... You know, the game, we called it right here on TSN 1050. A great afternoon, hot, sunny, a 4 nothing win for Toronto FC. And I see a post put out by Scott MacArthur showing the crowd in the south end of the stadium, jumping up and down, celebrating as they do. And the baseball guy, Scott MacArthur writing, best sports atmosphere in the city. It's not even close. We converted him. Is he a convert? Has he, uh, has he come over?
0: Yeah, he, he said, like, you can't find this anywhere, especially in a regular season game. Where are you going to find this atmosphere in the city?
1: Amazing. I mean, it was, That's what it's all about. There, there are still a few tickets available uh, two weekends from now, August 12th at home against the Portland Timbers. And the MLS All-Star game, which is actually more watchable than typical All-Star games, because the MLS All-Stars take on Real Madrid. In Chicago on Wednesday night. So it's not as if West versus East. Like There's always a little bit of a statement to be had or to be made. And when you have a glamour team like Real Madrid. The Champions League winners coming to this side of the border to take on MLS All-Stars. There's a little bit something more to it. But I want to hit out at some Toronto FC fans, Skrizy. And I don't know if you saw this. But we have a great vantage point from our press box. Our press viewing area. And although the fans come out. They're loud, they're great, they celebrate. With about 15 minutes to go, 10 minutes to go in the game, you see a sea of people leaving, making their way up to the GO train tracks, to Liberty Village, to the parking lot. Why are fans leaving a Toronto FC game when your team is leading? you got to show your team appreciation. Why are they leaving 10, 15 minutes early?
0: The only excuse you would have is if you're going to beer fest. Because it was this weekend.
1: But Beer Fest wrapped up at 6 o'clock. And you're right, that would be the only excuse. But I'm not seeing the west side of the stadium. I'm seeing uh, north, east, and, w- and south. And that's not the road to Beer Fest.
0: So, People want to get home. It's traffic. It's a Sunday. People got to work on Mondays.
1: I, there's always an excuse.
0: I had yesterday off. So listen, I was, I was...
1: listen. I'm just going to deliver this message to the fans. Like Soccer isn't like baseball. Something that could last three and a half hours four hours of your time. It's not even like hockey or basketball where there can be timeout after timeout, and things can last two and a half, three hours. You are in the stadium for no more than two hours. Start to finish. It's 90 minutes of action, 15 minutes at halftime. You can't give this team the appreciation, the respect, to stay in your seat, clap them when they win the game. Instead, you're rushing out. Now, the only excuse for me is if the go-train schedule is completely awry and is throwing people off so they can't stay to the end of the game. If that's the reason, then I get it. But it's just a bad look. Just stay and finish watching the game. If you're losing 4-0, if you're losing 3-0, okay, I can give you a break, but you're just beating one of the best teams in MLS and you win 4-0. Unreal. Just the, the one thing that is bothering me about the TFC experience this year. Just stay until the end of the game. It's not that difficult. Uh, plenty to get into on the show today. I'll, I'll get into our poll question in a, in a moment's time. Uh, but this, what's going on with Colin Kaepernick, whenever I hear the name Colin Kaepernick, and please don't change the radio station because I'm not going to talk Kaepernick. I don't care about the guy anymore. Is it unjust what's happening to him? Kinda. Yeah, it's not right. But he's a guy who's going to hold a clipboard for some NFL team. That, that's what he is. He's just not a very good quarterback. He's not make or break for any team. So uh, this, the story, I'm absolutely sick of it. But I love what's going on right now. Because the Baltimore Ravens, well, they need at least a backup quarterback. It could be Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick wishes he was going there. So do the team, uh, so do the, the, the members of the team. But the Baltimore Ravens, the organization's not so sure, and they've gone to the point where they are polling. They are asking, they're surveying their fan base to see how they would embrace Kaepernick as a Baltimore Raven. This is incredible. When do you, the fan, ever have the chance To have input into a player that your team may or may not sign. That doesn't happen. If this is the way forward, wow, 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 giving fans the power to choose what players play for their team. So let's go there. Let's work under this presumption that teams are that conscious and want to bring in players that their fan base want to see. And let's go the other way as well. What about players you don't want to see? On your favorite team, whether it's the Blue Jays, the Maple Leafs, the Raptors, someone else, I'm a Manchester United guy, you might be a New York Giants guy, or a San Francisco 49ers guy, or a New York Rangers guy, or a Boston Celtics guy, what have you. If you could take, if the, if, if the front office of any one of your teams came to you and said, Hey Joe Blow, Mr. Public out there. You have the choice to get rid of one player from your team. Who would it be? Who would that be? What player would you take away from your team? And it could be for moral reasons. It could be for reasons of inferior play on the field. It could be based upon the salary cap. It could be based upon age. It could be based upon a lot of... Maybe you just don't like the guy. What player would you take away, if given the power to do so, from your favorite team? and toll free at 1-855-591-6876. That is 1-855-591-6876. If you do not feel like chatting, the text is 105050. The email live at tsn1050.ca, at wheelertsn is where you find me on Twitter. If you could take away one player from one of your teams, who would it be? And for me, I have a couple of easy responses because on my teams that I follow, I'm sure I can dig up, I can find plenty of bodies that I would ship out before the team adds anything else. Let's start things off with the Blue Jays. How could you not say Troy Tulowitzki? Tulow is dead weight on this Blue Jays team. He's 32 years old and we treat the guy like he's going on 42 At 32 years of age, you should be able to stay healthy. This guy cannot. He's stealing money. He hasn't produced well consistently since he became a Toronto Blue Jay. And he makes $20 million a year for the foreseeable future. Yet, people continue to take it easy on Tulo because he's a good guy. He's a leader. He works hard. La, 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 la. The Blue Jays will not be competitive anytime in the near future with Troy Tulowitzki on their team. They have to wait out that contract. And he's hurt again. What was it Friday night? Goes down, ankle, leg injury in a cast. Well, that's a surprise. Too low hurt? That never happens. Troy Tulowitzki, he gone. He'd be the first player. He would lead the list. He'd bat leadoff on my team of players who I would completely get rid of. I'm a Manchester United guy. Marouane Fellaini. I call him a disruptive midfielder because he disrupts all 21 other one players on the field at once. He doesn't play a position. Drives me crazy for Manchester United. They can do better. They can get better. I would get rid of marijuana Fellaini. With the Maple Leafs, who would you get rid of? Already a text coming in saying Zach Hyman. Really? Hyman? Zach Hyman makes about $2 million a year, a serviceable player. You might not like where he's playing in the Maple Leafs team, in the Maple Leafs lineup, but would really Zach Hyman be the first player to go? I mean, I feel the Maple Leafs overall have done a lot of their heavy lifting anyways. Getting rid of the dead weight. I mean, if you if I had put up the phone lines a couple of years ago, it probably would have been Dion Phaneuf. It probably would have been Phil Kessel. You probably would have said Tyler Bozak, before, but maybe he's won you back to a certain degree. It's kind of funny, like when I look at the Maple Leafs, the players that I'm most uneasy about are two of the players they just signed. You bring in a 38-year-old Patrick Marlowe, what's Patrick Marleau going to be for this team at 38? Is he going to be able to live up to that contract? And I know that they'll try to shed or Manipulate the salary cap in his third year But as an impact guy At 38 years of old If we're giving Tula Witsky The benefit of the doubt That he's getting older, he's aging And he's 32 What about a 38 year old in the NHL A physical sport <laughs> it, it, That just seems a little bit crazy to me Ron Hainsey I mean, not a big fan of Hainsey But $3 million a year For the next two A little bit of overspending, isn't it? When Johnny Oduya, I, I mean, both guys, is depth defenseman in my eyes, is making $1 million for one year in Ottawa. Perhaps the conversation will resort back to Jake Gardner. Jake Gardner still feels like he's the guy that has much to prove. I think he had a really solid year last year. Let's be clear on that. But I think his style of play doesn't always sit easy With Maple Leafs fans. The fact that he takes risks. And that you might want a more defensive-minded, reliable option. On the back end. That might be your response as well. And for the Raptors, you're probably just not liking contracts rather than players. If you want to get rid of a contract, have your say. If the Ravens are going to do it, if the Ravens are going to pull fans... about players that they should or shouldn't bring in, then let's take it to all of our teams. Let's give you, the fan, the power. On your team, no matter who you cheer, who's the one player that you would get rid of if given the choice, if given the power, 416-870-1050, 416-870-1050 and toll free at 1-855-591-6876 at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. The text is 105050. The email live at tsn1050.ca as well. I will share some of your answers, some of your responses uh, over the course of the next couple hours here on this program. Put up the poll question on Twitter. And as I was listening to the station yesterday, I didn't hear anywhere near enough about this. About Blue Jays ticket prices increasing. Put up the poll question on Twitter at Wheeler TSN. How will ticket price increase for the Blue Jays for Blue Jays baseball affect your attendance? Affect you going to games. Here are the options. It won't. I'm still going. I'll go less. I won't go. And I'll only go if the Blue Jays are good. So have your say at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. Doesn't it just show a complete lack? I mean, a little bit of a tone deafness when it comes to the team. The team isn't going to be good in 2018. Let's be clear on that. The, The selling of false hope and Ross Atkins said this at the beginning of last week That he still thinks the team can be good in 2018 As Buster Olney of ESPN joined, our, joined Naylor and Landsberg this morning He said it That the team hasn't changed their trajectory Scruzy, let's bring up the clip Where he gives the Toronto Blue Jays their grade For the trade deadline and he, ex, and he explains why So here's Buster Olney on ESPN A little bit earlier on On Naylor and Landsberg
2: Yesterday I gave him a D-plus It was the fourth lowest grade Out of the 30 teams in baseball I don't really blame them in the front office for this. Uh, I think they were incredibly unlucky, as we talked about last week, with so many of their impending free agents having miserable seasons, which cut into their trade value. Um, but you can't get around the fact that, uh, you know, they, you're not going to get much in return when a is having a bad year, when an Estrada's is having a bad year, when a Jose Batista's is having a bad year. That was absolutely, uh, devastating for them. And, and let's face it, the, yeah, you get IOK, you, you know, team control. Helps you in the outfield, but it's not that much of an upgrade and didn't change the trajectory into 2018. And that's what would, would have been your biggest goal going into this trade deadline period.
1: And that's the big thing. They didn't change the trajectory of the team. For me, you have assets that are depleting or potentially depleting as their contracts wear on in Donaldson and Smoke. And. They, for me, I, I mean, the baseball trade deadline is kind of a joke. It's built up to be this big day yesterday, but significant trades get made over the month of August as well. So it's the trade deadline matters, but it's the non-waiver trade deadline, and other big contracts can be pushed through, including uh, Marco Estrada. And that wouldn't surprise me at all. But the fact that the ticket prices are going up in a year where the Blue Jays are taking a step back, and will probably take a step back the year after that, while they retool? When does... Fans of sport, when are we going to put our foot down to nonsensical ticket price increases year after year? And I heard a sports broadcaster come on the radio yesterday and kind of say, well, it's low hanging fruit for radio hosts or critics to come out and criticize ticket prices going up because we go for free. We get to go see games for free because we sit in the press box. One, that's not the argument. Two, I think fans need someone to stand up for them. We are their voice at times. And it's not right. If the fans aren't capable of fighting their own battle in terms of ticket prices, well, someone needs to take a stand. And God forbid we be the voice of the fan instead of the voice of a corporation. Listen, if the team is competing for a World Series yet again next year and the demand remains through the roof and ticket prices aren't up to par of what they are in the rest of Major League Baseball, I get it. But this was neither the time nor place after year after year of ticket price increases within this organization. And again, all professional sports, and the cost of going out and attending, they're becoming an event for the elite. And that's not the way that it should be. The vast majority of sports fans are blue-collar. They're the people that are working hard for their dollars, and they're the ones that are going to be asked to pay more to enjoy something that is part of their community, part of what they're all about. And that, for me, is simply not right. 416-870-1050, toll free at 1-855-591-6876. So you can call in on ticket prices. Which player would you dump from your professional team? And state the reason as well. The text is 105050 at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. Let's go to Markham. Scott, welcome to Toronto today. What's going on, pal?
3: Hey, man. I uh, love the show. Just wanted to call in and say uh, I agree with most of your Maple Leaf analysis, but I think the player to dump at this point is James Van Riemsdyk, as, uh, as good as he's been for us. Guys like Hyman are going to drop down in the lineup roster around like the fourth or third line. There's too many prospects that could fill the left-wing spot, like Kirby Reichel or Dmitro Timoshov in the Marlies. And uh, – James could get us that solid D-man we need. And uh, as regards to Marlowe's contract and Haines' I think they're pretty solid. I mean, we have a lot of room right now. And like you said, with the way we can maneuver Marlowe's contract I think having him with Matthews to grow for a couple years pretty good learning partner. Yeah,
1: I just have a problem with the 38-year-old making the most on the team. And, and, I, and, and, I, and I worry, I really worry about his production, Scott. But I want to pick your brain on James Van Ramesdyk. Because the Maple Leafs, with those signings the veteran signings, three players, 36 years old and older. Marlowe, Hainsey, and more. These are stopgap guys, and that suggests to me that the team believes they can contend to a certain degree and win now. Uh, with James Raymond Reimsdyke on the team, they have a better chance of winning. So I think it would all be about what you get rid of or, or, or what comes back the other way for a Van Riemsdyk. Because he's a free agent at the end of the year, you're risking letting him walk for nothing if you don't trade him. So I'm kind of, a, kind of with you. I'm a little bit surprised that they didn't trade him sooner.
3: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, um, I think when I heard the deal for Hamnick going through, that sounded pretty solid. And there's definitely a couple guys um, out there that we could bring in. Um, I think Jacob Truba would just be a horrible idea, given that we're trying to have a team here and he doesn't seem like a team guy. Um, but I looked at it like this. I said to my buddy, like, if we could keep James throughout the season and go into a playoff run with him, like, I'm all for it. You know, like one last little ride with him and then he could set off into the sunset if he wants to make money. But just for our team, I think like it just makes the most sense to get rid of him now and get a guy that's going to really be here for our future and um, that 's all I had to say on that, but I also just want to say, I really appreciate you sticking up for us fans out there because my buddy 's down from North Carolina right now, and we actually tried to go down and just get some scalpers, and it was sixty bucks for five hundred level and I was almost crazy speaking. crazy no, it was just horrible and that 's the
1: danger of ticket prices going up right, even on the yeah. second secondary market they 'll go up as well. Uh, and and there, for me, it's just taking advantage of you, the fan. And, and and that's not right, especially when we all know, no matter what they say, that a retool, a rebuild, a re whatever is coming up with this team.
3: Oh, 100%, 100%.
1: Thanks, buddy, for the phone call. That's Scotty and Markham, 416 870 1050. Steve in Toronto. Good morning, pal. What's happening?
3: Wheels, what's going on, buddy? You know.
1: Just doing my thing. A little fired up this morning. You?
3: Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, it's all good, man. So uh, this question's an easy answer for me, and that's Max, Max Pacioretty.
1: Okay, you're a Habs fan, obviously.
3: Yeah, obviously, and the reason is because he's one of those guys, just like a lot of athletes in a lot of sports, where he, during the regular season he's good, but when it means something in the playoffs, he falls asleep. So, And, and, and honestly, I don't even think he should be the captain of the team anyway, so...
1: See, that's an, interesting, that's an interesting one, and that is one where oftentimes like a fan is thinking with their heart, right? And if you're not seeing, never mind the point production, never mind all that, the, the fancy stats that people pay attention to, if you're not seeing the work rate, the production, what it matters most from your top players, I can see why you'd have angst with them. I can see why you'd want them to move on.
3: You know what? A perfect. Uh, and I always think about the Raptors too, with Larry and DeRozan too. In the regular season, I, these guys are awesome, and I I know that they're fighting against Golden State and Cleveland. I get all of that, but mm-hmm. at the same time, though, these guys in the playoffs uh, they're supposed to be elite players. And every time I watch, I'm not convinced of that.
1: So, yeah. Anyway,
3: thanks, Wills.
1: Yeah, I love that, Steve. Appreciate the call. And oftentimes. It's whether it's baseball. You hear this all the time in baseball. Well, once you get to the playoffs, it's a matter of luck. You never know who's going to win. No, what you do is rely upon big game players to step up and produce. I think true talent shines when it matters the most. It's easy to go out and hit solo home runs during the regular season and blow out ball games against you know September call ups. It's difficult when you're going best on best in the in, in terms of the postseason. In any sport, going best on best. And that's, for me, where true quality is revealed. True desire. Although I wouldn't personally, if I was a Habs fan, want to get rid of Pacioretty. I appreciate the rationale behind that. So continue, continue to send in. If you could get one player, get rid of one player from your team, who would it be? And more on the Blue Jays' ticket price increase. At Wheeler TSN on Twitter, the text is 105050, the email live at tsn1050.ca. We'll pick this back up in about 15 minutes' time. But James Duffy, the host of TSN Hockey, checks in the program next. We'll bring you up to speed on a project he's involved with, and we'll get his take on some of today's topics as well. Gareth Wheeler with you. This is Toronto Today, TSN 1050. No matter your sport or activity, the places Canadians play bring our vibrant communities to life. Kraft Heinz Project Play together with TSN and RDS are once again rallying Canadians to take an active part in forming their communities and creating better places to live and play. The Kraft Heinz Project Play campaign invites Canadians coast to coast to coast to nominate a community play-based facility new or existing at Kraft Heinz Project play.com for a chance to win. Nominations are now open and the grand prize winner will receive $250,000 towards a recreational facility upgrade with three second uh, second prize winners each receiving 20,000 in play-based infrastructure upgrades. This is Toronto today. Gareth Wheeler with you joined by TSN's James Duffy who happens to be a Kraft Heinz Project Play Program Ambassador. That's a big title, James. That sounds pretty, uh,
2: pretty impressive,
1: doesn't it? Do yeah. you think
2: that I should ask all the guys on the panel to address me as Mr. Ambassador? I think
1: so. Yeah. I-, I think so, too. It
2: actually sounds way more important than anything I would ever deserve. And then, Wheels.
1: You, then you can add the king of craft, you know? <laughs> The air to Heinz. Well, the amount of
2: the amount of craft dinner I've eaten over the years, I probably would be yes. No kidding. Do you eat ketchup on your craft dinner?
1: Um, organic ketchup. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I've okay. I switched off the normal ketchup. I, I have no problem with it. It's just a lot of sugar for me.
2: No, we do the organic ketchup too. Much to my children's chagrin, because when they go at a restaurant and the old. Uh, Other stuff is there. They seem to enjoy it much more. Absolutely, I'm on your train, buddy. You know my diet's a lot like yours.
1: My my wife is all about the Heinz ketchup. She can (laughs) like we go to this one local restaurant and they bring their like homemade ketchup, right? And she won't touch the stuff. She's (laughs) like, give me the Heinz right away. I love her even more. Yes, Uh, James. This is a big project going on yet again. We've seen the promotions for this on TSN. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's your role as being an ambassador towards this program?
2: Uh, Really, just doing this wheels talking about it as much as possible because I am a, a, a big believer in it. And I was thrilled when they asked me a couple of years ago to start being an ambassador for it. Uh, like you, like most of your listeners, probably I grew up, uh, basically two places, the soccer fields behind my house and, uh, and Blackburn Hamlet arena to play hockey. And it's funny when I, when I was a kid, we didn't have, we had a real lack. Soccer was my, was my game growing up before hockey because I spent my early years in, in Victoria and uh, we didn't have enough fields, and my dad ended up being the president of the Soccer Association, the Gloucester Hornets, and was involved in pushing the town and the National Capital Commission in Ottawa to, to build this massive uh, soccer complex with 10 fields, right, basically almost in my backyard. I think he was a little... Uh, he used his own power to get it like two minutes from his house. But uh, it's funny, my my daughters play now, and we had a tournament back there last year, so it was kind of full circle of life thing where I was back there. And and that's basically what this is about, is whether it's a soccer field or a hockey rink or a baseball diamond or anything uh, beyond the big sports, every community in Canada, I would say, has has needs where something's in disrepair or the basketball hoops have broken down or the field's no good anymore. And I I think sports often gets overlooked because there's so many other charities out there that are are more needy and sports is kind of like, even with government, the last thing they always throw things at. So I think this is a really cool project to recognize that these things are you know, they're the lifeblood of a community. I, I don't want to sound hokey, but... that's no, it's perfect. I was going
1: to use the word pulse. It's like, true. Where
2: do we spend all our time, right?
1: Yeah, my, look, my wife and I were out for a walk down in the beach last night, and there was a junior lacrosse game going on right in front of us, and we stopped and watched for like 20 minutes, because that's what it's all about, you know, giving kids the opportunity to go out and do their thing and provide more of that sense of community, which oftentimes in urban sprawl, I mean, we're dealing with around here, it can be lifeless to a certain degree, but these sorts of things add so much. 100%. And as your kids grow up, you'll learn that your your friends become,
2: like if I if I think I live up in Aurora, Most of my adult friends are are either parents from the hockey team or the soccer team or the swim club or whatever it may be. I was talking to one of my buddies the other night. You Imagine, if you think as a parent, all the hours, you know, you have to be at every hockey game an hour before, every soccer game 45 minutes or an hour before. If I'd used that time properly, I could speak seven languages now and could play guitar and be a nuclear physicist, but instead (laughs) you sit around and you have a coffee and you just shoot the breeze. But that's where half of your social time is spent, both as a child and and as an adult. So the fact that I I think beyond just awarding money and $250,000 goes to one community, which will really, really, really help some project, it... It at least brings attention to the fact that these things matter, right? They're not, they're, they're really important to every single community in our country.
1: A hundred percent. Um, James, any other information that our listeners should know just in terms of where they can nominate their community?
2: Yeah, I'll run through all the logistics really quick because I know there's people listening that are probably thinking that they have a place in their area. So, uh, there's no real rules besides any need that you have. The uh, nominations are open until August 18th. And it's at com or I'm sure there's a link at tsn.ca. And there'll be tons of nominations, and they'll whittle it down to four finalists. And there'll be a voting process through all the country for September 8th and 9th, where anybody can vote. And obviously, we'll present the stories of the finalists on TSN. And the winner will be announced September 16th. So that's basically all you need to know. The rest is all explained on the website.
1: Good stuff. Uh, James Duffy, Kraft Heinz Project Play, Program Ambassador. And he also hosts TSN Hockey and some other stuff. I don't know. (laughs) Some stuff. Uh, You just got back from Hawaii, didn't you? How was that?
2: It was amazing. Yeah, Uh, yeah, that was... I mean, I've... This uh, I don't want to gloat because um, it was a really good trip, buddy. I went to yeah. see TFC on Sunday. I went to, one of the first things I did when I got back. I Went to see your team. My, my daughter is, as I've told you before, a massive fan, and uh, she was her birthday, and that's all she wanted to do. So we went down to the game. what did you think? Oh, they were. I mean, I go to a couple games a year, but that was. First of all, the atmosphere was really good for a regular season Sunday, and they just. I thought they looked fantastic.
1: Yeah, it, it's a good day out. I did hit out at some fans at the top, like fans leaving 15 minutes early. I don't know if you saw that in your section, but it's like the one nitpicking problem now with with fans. It's like 90 minutes; it's two hours of your time, top to bottom, okay, being inside so, the stadium. First
2: of all, I don't do that, but I will say this: I left my we I left our seats and we watched the last five minutes from the back because. It's easy. You're right, except if you're a a 905er like me who lives in Aurora. My big complaint is that BMO's like it's really hard to get out of. Like it is impossible to get out of and get into. And that's look it. That's a first world problem, and I don't care because I get to go see the game. But I do, I do understand trying to hurry out of there. But I'm with you for a, a 90 minute soccer game. 15 minutes early is ridiculous, but I just plan my exit plan, so game ends, I watch two minutes of the celebration, and then we sprint to the car. You know, is game that okay? Is that know, acceptable?
1: It's all good, but you know in Game of Thrones, where the north, all the scary stuff, you know, resides, winter's coming beyond the wall? <laughs> right. Go north. Liberty Village It's like your bastion of hope. Just don't park south. Avoid yeah. the lakeshore. Well, that's I parked, Wheeler's I parked
2: right in the, like, the parking lot for the stadium, so is that Oof, a rookie mistake? That's a
1: rookie mistake. Yeah, just walk down from Liberty Village, Okay, and you'll thank me later. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I wanted to get into a couple different things with you, James. Um Baseball ticket prices. I mean, the Blue Jays are raising their ticket prices. I think there's like an element of being tone deaf to a certain degree because the team's going to be going through a rebuild, a reset, and yet another ticket increase. I, I just don't know how that rewards a fan base that's really been the lifeblood or helped be the lifeblood of this Toronto Blue Jays team. I understand there's market forces that dictate such, but I think we're getting dangerously close in a lot of different markets for a lot of different sports where you're asking your fan base, your hardcore fan base, to spend too much to go out and consume the team they love. And for me, I don't want to equate it to going out to a nice restaurant or going out to see um, a play or a show. Sports are different. We relate to sports so much differently. It's part of who we are, supporting our local teams. And when you jack the tickets, the prices of tickets at a time like this, to me, it just doesn't show that you're relating. You're seeing what they're seeing at this time.
2: Well, I agree 100%. I'm never going to argue with an argument that doesn't like the ticket prices being raised. The one thing I would say is, as soon as that was announced, I you could predict 100% what was going to happen at the deadline that there wasn't going to be any. You knew right as, right away that no big Josh Donaldson deal or anything like that was going to happen, because they're not. I mean, that's what they're not selling rebuild right now. They're selling let's keep this thing going for another couple of years, or at least convince fans we're going to try to keep this thing going. And I don't know, wheels, maybe it's, maybe as I've gotten older, I've started to, I, I don't sympathize with the business side of the game, but I understand it more. And I think that they're running a business. And this is not about the ticket prices, by the way, I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you. There's no way they should have raised them at this point in time, especially you should be rewarding fans for turning out every day. But from a, a broader standpoint, when you're seeing 40,000 still come in every night, uh, I think from a business standpoint, you need to keep that going and at least keep the, the dream or in this case, I think maybe a bit of an illusion that they can compete for a couple of years and, and not rebuild, even though that's maybe what Shapiro and Atkins wanted to do when they first came in. So I do understand the baseball end of this now of, no full rebuild no sell the the most valuable assets well you can right now but try to make little changes and i don't know if you're going to if they if they're, they're going to try one of these rebuild on the fly or what right but
1: uh, it's just in all sports james like in your round obviously the hockey world first and foremost and most often I mean, are we getting dangerously close to asking too much? But it's from hockey it's, fans it's much, or look at it. they're not going to ask
2: if they don't think they can get it. And again, the problem with fans is they they never protest. Do you think if there's In North okay,
1: American they never protest? Which if, is you're right.
2: You're right. In Europe they do. But if there's twenty thousand suddenly at every Jays game next year, well then that's the way to show them you shouldn't have done it. But if if attendance doesn't really go down then they've proven their point. And that's the way that's been for the Leafs forever, is they keep they've kept raising prices and people keep going. So if if you're a business and you're selling your widget for two dollars and you raise it to two fifty and you still sell the same amount of widgets, then you're gonna raise it to two seventy five and so on. And I don't think you can get you can't get angry at that wheels. You only can... It's, it's, it's the fan base test. Well, well, and I, until they do, what are you going to do?
1: I can to a certain degree. Because what's the conversation about the Maple Leafs and the ACC? It's so quiet. W- why aren't they making noise? Well, when the only people that can afford... Or the vast majority of people that can afford your tickets are just corporations. Mm-hmm. You know, tickets that are handed out for people to do business. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's the sort of atmosphere that you're going to get, right? So, uh, it, it's just about who the blue-collar... Hardcore fan, it's kept out. And it's not just with hockey, it's with that's how it's going in all sports. Yeah, and that's, and, well, and that's, that's a been a problem for, for, for a while though. Yes. You're right.
2: It it has been. Uh and I don't know, you know, what you can do about it. Hey, the CFL's very affordable right now.
1: Exactly. But that's why when I I've gone out to a couple Argos games this year, I've had a blast. Things are relatively cheap. Yeah, I would like to see cheaper concessions on the inside. Right. But that being said, that's an affordable day out. If now, I can you know, spend I, 30, I sa- 40 bucks for a TFC ticket, that's more affordable than paying, you know, yeah. exorbitant prices elsewhere.
2: You know, as an aside to this, I, I just sat there at that TFC game and I said, "Man, I wish the Argos could get this." You know, or or three quarters of this. I'm a huge soccer fan. I'm a huge football fan. You know, and and it's different. And TFC's nurtured this incredible atmosphere uh, over the past few years, and they've had success because of it. But uh, that 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 is a really cool place to watch a game when it's full and the crowd is into it. And you know, I I really hope the Argos can get there. I'm not sure they can, but I really hope they can. Duffy, I
1: got one more for you, and I kind of in a roundabout way got to this topic. Uh, last week. Well, the NBA and the NFL, they've done a masterful job at making sure their sport is in the news cycle 12 months a year. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way for hockey. And I know people need vacations, people get away, they have their own lives. I totally understand it. But in hockey, the same discussion isn't had 12 months a year. And I think that's to the detriment of the sport. Why is that exactly?
2: Well, I, I think you're right to an extent that the hockey season's so long that in July and August is a complete shutdown period. I mean, basically the hockey season equates to, you can basically personalize the hockey season to Bob McKenzie. As long as Bob McKenzie's around tweeting, then there's something going on. As soon as Bob disappears to go to the cottage for two months, everything shuts down. That's Bob McKenzie. Is hockey that way? But it, it <laughs> no, it is true. Like more, all of hockey goes cottaging basically in the summer, and I know, you know, some of that. I think that's okay. I, I know what you're saying. For, for much of a lot of the NFL news was negative for the longest time. The NBA has had a fantastic off season, I, I would say, for owning the headlines. Don't you think? Like, oh, yeah, this the, the Kyrie stuff and the LeBron stuff that has. Dominated. I don't remember an off season for basketball where basketball was talked about so much. And yes, it would be nice if if hockey was like that, but it just it's the nature of the things that a hockey players don't trash talk each other during the summer, and b everybody goes to the cottage. So personally, I don't mind a break from it, but I know what you're saying. You're, Pure,
1: do fans need a break from it though? Like
2: no, that, they that's don't. What they they wonder, don't. You know? It's it's funny. I think the TSN account. uh tweeted something today about, do you miss hockey? And Bob said, no, I'll, also, I'll tell you when I do. <laughs> and he, you know, Bob's a massive hockey fan, as am I, but the season is long and you do, I, I personally need to get away from it for for a while, but I think the diehard fans don't, and they love talking about it all the time, and that's great. But once you got past the Connor McDavid contract, that was it. I, and I think that's a bit of a weird year too. There wasn't a big, great group of free agents. Yeah. So, and there weren't any huge names. And from our standpoint, You know, in Toronto we've had a lot to talk about in other off-seasons because there's been so much that could happen as far as trades and unloading this and that, whereas this now there's some so much stability with the Leafs that July, July and August are fairly boring, and that's a good thing for the organization, but not so good for talk radio.
1: Don't worry, buddy. I'm going to carry the torch. I got some doozy topics coming up later on this week, buddy. <laughs> good to know, man. Doozy topics. Uh, congratulations with this project. Uh, honestly, it's going to be great, um, and we'll see which Community wins out in terms of the Kraft Heinz Project Play Program Ambassador. Follow him on Twitter at TSN James Duffy for more information. Thanks for this, James. Appreciate it.
2: Okay, thanks for having me on, Gareth.
1: James Duffy joining us here on Toronto today. I'm not just overselling. I got some great hockey topics coming your way this week. There's a way to do it. I think the NHL needs to be more heads up about it. It shouldn't just be on one man, Bob McKenzie, to drive the hockey agenda. It's incredible. Uh, more of your thoughts coming your way at the top of the clock. Sound wars. sound wars. The battle of sounds coming up next. This is Toronto Today, TSN 1050.
2: It's time for a TSN 1050 sound war. Whoa, oh, what a one!
1: This is the worst one for sure. It's 11.52, and this is Toronto Today. Gareth Wheeler with you. The best on-air moments are about to go head-to-head. Then you get to decide which one survives this TSN 1050 sound war. Brought to you by Old Tomorrow's new letter-up, Light Lager. It is delicious. I've had many. It's on-air moments scene number eight. Taking on seed number nine. On-air moment number eight. Dave Naylor makes a Leafs prediction before the start of the 16-17 season that only Leafs Nation could believe.
2: I will be accused of being Leaf fanboy, but I'm not. I think the Leafs are going to be in the postseason next year. I think they're going to be in the playoffs.
1: Big Naylor. Big. That's seed number eight. Taking on on on-air moment number nine. Sam Mitchell. Carves the overdrive, guys, for their attempt to go from couching to 10k.
2: Here is Sam Mitchell. How you doing, Sam? I'm doing
0: good, guys. I'm
3: just sitting here laughing at you fools out here trying to run a 10k. Yeah, Why I could you run do a like 10
0: Sam, how long do you think it took me to run the 10K? Uh,
3: I thought you
1: would still be running it right now, to be <laughs> honest with you. Dude, go <laughs> to hell, man. Go to tsn1050.ca, click on Sound Wars, and vote for your favorite on-air moment. Seed number 8, Nailers Leafs Prediction, or seed number 9, Mitchell Rips Overdrives 10K. Voting for this Sound War closes at 3 p.m. Listen to Overdrive later today for the results and for the start of a new Sound Wars battle on TSN 1050. Sound Wars is brought to you by Old Tomorrow's Lighter Up, Light Lager at Select Loblaws Grocery Stores. I was looking at the bracket. It's missing some. I'm just going to say, just meeting some other moments. Keep it to myself. I, I, uh, I questioned the committee. How's that? You know how we always que- question the March Madness Committee and the choices that they made? Yeah, we'll leave it at that. No sour grapes, none whatsoever. At Wheeler TSN is where you find me on Twitter. The poll question, very simple today. Blue Jays ticket prices going up. You the fan that's going to be paying more. I know people that have already turned away. Said, enough of this. Just watch the game at home. How will ticket price increase for Blue Jays baseball affect your attendance? Thus far, 32% of the vote going to will only go if the Blue Jays are good. 31% say they'll go less. 26% 26% say they won't go, and only 11% say, well, it won't change. I'm still going regardless. Cast your vote at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. Is it right that the Blue Jays are jacking their ticket prices yet again this year for a team next year that's probably going to resemble a lot or look a lot like this year's team, which ain't good, folks? Have your say, 416-870-1050, 416-870-1050, toll free at 1-855-591-6876. We'll get into that. Who's the one player that you would remove from your team if you had a choice? And the NBA, the suggestion has been made, get rid of individual awards. What? We'll get into that next as well. Gareth Wheeler with you. Toronto Today, TSN 1050. Jose, Jose, Jose!